entrepreneur so I'm born that brew. You are now listening to the Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Adam McChesney. Let's grow! Welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Adam McChesney, and I want to thank you for being here today. If you're listening, please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. We would love for you to share this on social media by tagging me and our guests, and this way we can get it out to more people. Today, we have a very special episode for you. This is someone that I had on my original list for guests when launching this podcast almost two years ago. Excited to have him on today because I've known him for over three years. We've met in person a few times, and when you're around him, you can't help but want to get better in all areas of your life. I've consumed a lot of his content and paid close attention to what makes him successful because after all, success leaves clues, and he's a perfect example of that. Today's guest is Chris Whitehead. He is the founder and CEO of Iconic Alliance and CEO at New England Custom Remodeling. He is a number one best-selling author, and his mission is to extract your purpose in business in life. Chris, welcome to the show. Adam, thank you for having me, man. Super excited to have you on. I know I was a guest on your podcast a couple months ago. We've known each other for a while. I've seen you do some incredible things and just really impact so many different people. I know so many different people in my network are talking about not only working with you, um, working with you in the past, going to your events, and just anytime I've been in the room with you, I can't help but just want to get better. So really excited to kind of dive into your story a little bit. So if you wouldn't mind just kind of briefing the audience on who you are, what you do and and how you got to where you're at today. Man, that has been a long circuitous road. I, uh, I started, so I'm, I just literally October 30th of 2023 turned 50 years old. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and, um, I started business when I was 24. I started my own business when I was 24, had zero idea of what I was doing. I just knew that the corporate life was not really for me. Mm -hmm. And I struggled for the first 10 years just learning the trade. Um, I I decided to start a remodeling company, and I knew nothing about construction. Uh, So the first decade was really learning how to be in the field uh, with my workers and have successful projects and try to make profit. Sometimes we did, sometimes we didn't, learning how to price. learning how to run teams. The next decade was literally spent building teams. And I probably went through 300 employees over that next 10 years, trying to really hone in on how we can scale something. And it's it's the, it's the conundrum, right? We, we're looking for a win-win-win. We're looking for a win for the customer uh, because we want them to be a lifetime customer, at least very least. We want them to tell other people about us and how great we are. We want to win for the people that are working on the job so that they're making profit to the point where they want to come back and do higher level work and give it their all. And then, of course, we're a company, so we want to make profit so that we can stay alive. I mean, business owner, um, the whole reason you do all this is so that you can make money to not only uh, live and survive, but thrive. And those first 20 years were a pretty big struggle. Um Then I decided to buy into people that had experiences that I didn't and that were willing to share them. So I exchanged money. They shared their experiences. And what it did, Adam, is it shortened my window of learning. Mm -hmm. And I was able to accomplish in two years what I couldn't accomplish in 20. Uh, We literally scaled during COVID, even though we were a remodeling company. And at the time, that was the only business I owned. Um, 
I started learning about branding. I started learning it was more important to brand me as an individual, uh, especially because I wanted to own multiple companies than to go down each rabbit hole and brand each company. And we formed Iconic Alliance. Uh, that started growing. Uh, then we became in, uh, investors in, in real estate. Uh, now we have Granite State Golf where we're doing golf simulators. Uh, my wife is on live radio now um, in, in our hometown of Nashua, New Hampshire. It's not our hometown, but in the city close to us, Nashua, New Hampshire. Uh, she started her podcast. She started a company called Wiz Wicked Prissy. So it's just, it went from one thing. And once we learned how to do it in one thing, we were able to duplicate it in multiple things. And now what we're doing is truly building our dream. And the first 20 years, I felt like I was building my dream. Mm. But when I started incorporating the same principles uh, <laughs> in, in my home life that I was uh, working toward in my business life, I found that we had a holistic approach to everything and we started growing as a family. And so now what we're doing is we're having a ton of fun and it's stressful. I mean, owning multiple businesses and cash flow and all sorts of things always create um, interesting uh, times, but we're doing it and we're having the time of our lives because we're in creation mode. And the idea is just to find ways to offer more value no matter what we do, thinking outside the box. And I think right now, especially with the way the economy is and the way that people um, are starting to listen into the mass media and recede and think that something might be happening, I think now is more time than ever, just like during COVID, to continue to push forward while so many people are receding because there will be an end to this. And on the other side, when that parachute gets released, you can start to soar. Mm. That was a powerful opening statement right there. I love that. There there were some key things that I just wanted to touch back on in the audience that I love that you said. I think first and foremost, talk about the importance of building that brand, right? Building that brand yeah. as the personal brand. I was just on, just had a podcast guest before you, and that's what we talked about a lot in terms of that being its own currency in and of itself. Once you have that personal brand there, once you built the know, like, and trust, you have all those abilities to go and start other businesses and do it in a much shorter time period, better, faster, quicker, stronger with all the lessons that you had built out over the last 20 years. So that was a key point that I took away from that. The second thing was, is when you started to get in the right rooms with the right people and started looking for the right things and probably going through a lot of identity crisis and figuring out, hey, I just did this all over 20 years, but I know that there's something more. And you probably challenge yourself, you challenge your company on all those things and you accomplished more in two years when you took action and did all those things that you did in the previous 20. So a lot of people need to hear that. And then third, which I'm trying to really focus on right now is building that dream life. And I think so many people don't know what they want in life. They don't know their purpose. They don't understand that they have to create that for themselves and going after what other people have for their own reasons is not going to lead them to overall happiness and really what they're looking for. So thank you for that recap. Um, it was much better than I said it. And the truth is, is, you know, we host a lot of events. Um, we do small pop-up events as low, little as $20 to introduce people, especially entrepreneurs and business owners into how to generate leads organically. Mm. Uh, they, they, we then host events for as little as 250 where you come for almost an entire day. And we literally help you set up your social media so that you're ready to use the tactics that I teach you in the first meeting. And then we also host, um, two day events where we kind of unleash everything and show you these pillars of life and people that are experts in each one of them for one reason only. Um, after being in business for over half my life, I realized, Adam, that 
what started out as a dream for freedom very, very quickly. I traded a 40 hour a week job for an 80 to 100 hour a week <laughs> job for less than half the pay. Mm -hmm. And although I was purposeful in it, although I got to decide when I ate and what I took home and well, sort of, um, but what my timing was, what I found is I was getting chained by my own business. And what I was doing was bumping my head into a ceiling. And what I mean by that is instead of me continuing to push me forward, the stress of what I was going through lowered my dream. Mm. And I and it, it became like, well, maybe if I can just hold on to this business another year. And I think the mindset behind that precipitates the effort that you're willing to give. And so what I had to do is I had to get around people that were more successful. I had to lean, number one, it was motivating. Mm -hmm. Secondly, people that are like-minded tend to generate ideas around similar arenas. And so you can be a collective and be a go-giver and go in and start to help somebody build themselves up. And as that happens, reciprocity takes place, not necessarily from that person, but at least from other people that are around it. People want to start giving back. It's just human nature. And what I gained from that was the belief that maybe I saw someone else living their dream and it wasn't really my dream, but I was like, man, they're flying on private jets. They're going on vacations every month. They're, you know, they're, they're talking to their employees and my gosh, their employees are the kind of people that are experts at what they do and they don't want to be micromanaged and they're not coming back to a huge mess every time they go away. And wow. When's the last time I really sat down and paid attention to my wife? Not like in passing before I go to sleep at night, but really sat down and listened to her and listened to my children. And, and because that's why I was building everything so that I could have my family around. And what I found was it was sucking me away from that over all these years. And with the statistics being like 90 some percent of people fail in the first five years of business, I started to realize they don't fail necessarily because their concept is bad, necessarily because they're underfunded, because we can find ways to um, to be creative, to generate what you need to make the business keep going. Business is simple. Mm -hmm. What's not simple are relationships. What's not, and, and it starts with the relationship with yourself. And so I became even more impassioned about personal development and starting to look at the nuances of what integrity actually means to me what communication actually means to me, what it means to have no ego and just change my mindset because what I've been doing has not, not ever worked or not worked very well. And then the final part is what goal do I have attached to that? And what I realized, and this is so cool, if I know who I am and where I am, if I know my core values, and as a small business owner, my personal core values are the core values that I have in this company. That's who I'm going to attract to me mm -hmm. to help me build this thing. And then secondly, if I identify a goal, I have two points in the universe and I'm that third point. So I can figure out where I am in conjunction to those two points and I can move along that goal. And I don't ever have to worry about how the how starts to show up as long as I keep the goal super fixed in my mind. Mm, love that. I, I want to go back to one thing that you said, because I've struggled with this and I know a lot of people struggle with this is when you're building something and you're building something so big and you're like, man, this is going to have so much impact. I love this company. And you tell yourself and you tell your family, you know, I have a five week old or a six week old, I guess, as of today. And, you know, I catch myself sometimes spreading myself too thin. And I've done this for a long time where I'm like, man, I have to do this because I'm building it for you. What do you tell that individual that keeps saying that to themselves and trying to convince themselves that, hey, you're really doing this when they know that they're not? 
But how how do you, I guess, lead your significant other, lead your family to actually help them understand that like you're serious about it this time? Like, hey, I'm not messing around. Like, I know I've said this because you probably said it for years. Like, hey, I'm doing this for you guys. I'm doing this. But then you make that change. And and how do you because I, I I understand where they're like, man, Adam's full of crap again or so and so's full of crap again because they've said it so many times. How do you get beyond that? Well, I know for me, um, so I've been married twice. Uh, my first marriage was 13 years, and she was an absolute doll. She uh, she followed me everywhere. She supported me almost in every way. Uh, and she was so nice that she wasn't willing to call me on anything. There was just passive-aggressive stuff, right? Mm. So then I get together with Robin, and Robin is very willing to be communicative. <laughs> um, and it was something that was important to me. But when I would make the BS excuses, she would hold me accountable to it. And it's something mm-hmm. as simple as this. And I'm going to answer your question, but it's actually a really, it's, it's a complex issue. Mm-hmm. Um, we, had, we had little kids at home. And she said, when are you coming home? This would be in the morning. I said, I'll be home at 5 o'clock tonight. My schedule's cool. And I would show up at 5.05 or even 5.15. And maybe the first few times I did that, it wasn't a big deal, but eventually she started really hammering on me showing up at 515. And as a business owner, an entrepreneur, a sales guy, or whatever you call it, man, if I'm hitting it somewhere within the 15 minute mark, like 445 (laughs) to 515, I think I'm winning, man. Oh, yeah. But what I didn't understand at home is that she had two children that are going completely different directions. They have homework. She's making a meal that has multiple ingredients that have to be put in at certain times so it tastes right. It's the one time a day that we're going to all hang out together. And when I show up 15 minutes late, the kids are throwing crayons at each other. The food's cold. She's pissed because she actually did something special that only I like. And I didn't even communicate with her. Mm. And my point to all of that is this. And that was where the growth started happening for me, man. I was doing 80 to 85, 90% right. But that wasn't enough because that's average. Mm -hmm. I had to go to the extremes of finding what does my word actually mean? And this is what Robin would say to me, and, and it would hit hard. She said, would you be 15 minutes late for one of your prospects or clients? Or would you at least call them or text them? Mm. And I was like, I don't want to talk about that part right now. Because, see, I was on the phone trying to make a lot of money for us so that we could go on this vacation. I just wanted to breeze over it. But the truth is I was disrespecting her as a person. Mm -hmm. And what I find is reciprocity comes back in. Look, man, I made my commitment to this human being or to this family or to this group. Am I going to be the reason that we fall out of integrity. And so what I suggest to anyone that is having a lot of kickback is number one, if you believe in yourself, go do it. Mm -hmm. Number two, you have made agreements with people in the past and you have to be willing to have the tough conversations with them until y'all come to an agreement. Cause this is the agreement I came to um, through having all these conversations with Robin. She didn't, she didn't give me a solution, but I definitely felt like she was like, you know, you're full of BS, man. So what I started doing is I put it on my cell phone three times a day to text her. And the last time was around 3.30 to 4 o'clock in the afternoon to let her know exactly what time I was going to come home. And then I made sure, man, I made sure that I got home on time. And this is what happened over time. Because I honored her a little bit, she honored me even more. Mm. 
and she started understanding because she felt like I was with it. I was in it with her. There's so many of us business owners, entrepreneurs. See, we have babies at home, but then we have a baby called a business. And when, when our, when our, significant other sees us paying more attention to one baby than the other. It's their duty to call it out, Mm -hmm. but we don't want to take it that way because we want to say they don't understand. Maybe the truth is they're standing far enough away from the, the trees that they can actually see the forest and they understand better than we do. Because I will tell you also some of the most painful, but spot on um, corrective criticism I've gotten in businesses from my spouse she sees things that I don't see. She knows my personality. She knows my strengths, my weaknesses. And just through the conversations that I have, she can sometimes see what the outcome is going to be when I'm still fooling myself that maybe I can massage it into what I need it to be. Mm. Yeah. And so I think it's communication, man. That That's really what it is. It's not, it's not really about how do I get, what do I do? Dude, do what you're going to do, but be in even more integrity. Be good for your word to the people that you say that matter the most to you. Mm. Yeah, very, very powerful. And I think a lot of people, as you mentioned, overcomplicate that communication, whether it's with your spouse or with people in your company or your clients or anybody that you come in contact with. Typically, communication is the breakdown in whatever goes wrong, but it can also obviously be what takes things to the next level as well, which kind of transfers me to one of the next questions that I wanted to ask. You said something earlier as well as that you started to focus on building teams. And yeah. you focused on, you know, I mean, not focused on, but you had over 300 employees during that 10-year time period. What did you, who did you have to become in order to put the ego aside and be like, hey, I'm probably the bottleneck in certain areas and I can't go outwork certain problems. I have to build this thing by building people. Who did you have to become in order to make that happen? This is another one of those weird nuances of like the the 1% growth um because i already thought i was this person mm-hmm. uh, but i thought i really believed in this idea of servant-based leadership mm. mainly because it's really what compelled me to want to be a better person i didn't understand what it meant to really be in the trenches with people and, and what i mean is um not how much money do you want to make employee What are your dreams? What are your goals? What is it that you want to accomplish with your wife life? What is it that you want to do that's even bigger than working for this company? And as I got to know people, it's the same as prospecting, uh, at least the way that I do it. Um, As I got to know people and what their needs are and what their wants are and what's dissatisfying them, what I did is found ways, not always by my effort. I was connected to a lot of people, but maybe somebody wanted to buy a brand new car for their wife and they just don't think on the income they can afford it. What if I know a local bank in town because I do a lot of business with them and I'm able to vouch for that person because they've been working for me for four years and I'm able to show them how to rebuild their credit just a few points, wait just a little bit of time and get this car on a payment plan that they actually can afford so that they can present it to their wife. I've I've built loyalty into that because they know that I'm in it for them. Maybe somebody wants to buy their first house. Here I am spending six figures a year to go to masterminds, to hang out with exceptionally wealthy people, and I can hoard all that knowledge to myself or when I find out that somebody wants to buy their first house, I say, hold on, hold off on buying that single family home. 
Maybe you should consider buying a multifamily home for your first home. There are actually incentives to do that. You don't have to put 20% down. You can put 5% down because you've never bought a house before. And you can actually cash flow that home pretty quickly, since, especially since we're in the building trades. You know what you're doing <laughs> and you're connected to all of our subs. Mm -hmm. And then once you get that cash flowing, if you wait another year, you can go buy your first single family home. And now you're in even better shape. And that's a true story in my company. Mm -hmm. What that breeds is loyalty. Mm -hmm. because people know that I'm in it for them. And as I started to do that for people, what I also started to do is infuse my core values into them and also discern whether or not they had the same core values as me. And people that did not have the same core values, it's, it's almost statistical across the board, Adam, they didn't last. Mm -hmm. People that were striving for the same things I am in life through our company decided to lean in and when the going got tough, they got going. And so that's why my tagline is I'll see you in the trenches mm -hmm. because I'm looking for people that are willing to get down in the trench, not direct people what they should do in the trench, but get down in the trench with them and work with them for a common goal. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I've been seeing you say that tagline for a very long time. And that's always what I think about you when I see that, because it, it's a part of who you are and a part of the brand. And I think it speaks volumes. Obviously, I didn't know the backstory, you know, to a lot of that stuff, but it speaks volumes. So I think not only what you've built from a company standpoint, but the building of people. And when you, there, there's nothing that I have done better in my journey of leading other people than showing them and doing it with them. And it, not only creates that loyalty, but that buy-in and that confidence, and them also knowing that I am not putting myself above them. And I've heard that as feedback, and I think that's one of the best things that you can do in a world of people that are starting businesses that probably shouldn't be starting businesses and hiring people and then not training them or not willing to actually do the work with them and show them the path forward. Yeah, it's, you know, I hear people complaining all the time in, in victim mindset, um, giving their power away to an employee or to the government or to the media or to their wife or husband or whatever, brother or sister. Um, I believe that that's the beginning of nihilism because there's nothing you can actually do about that. Mm -hmm. But like you, I just came to the realization that these are actual human beings that have like desires and needs. And I, dude, when I was younger, I didn't think like that. I was just full bore ahead. Like you come work with me or get out of my way. <laughs> and, you know, I used him as a tool, mm -hmm. but what I didn't do is look at him as a person. And as I started growing and I was doing all of these things, right. I still kept asking myself, why, why, when I go on vacation, do I get the text message? And they're like, you need to be here now. And I'm like, I'm in a foreign country. I can't be here now. <laughs> yeah. You know, I come back and somebody's complaining about so-and-so or my wife is mad at me or the kids are acting crazy or friends are blah. And, and, and so there was a lot of chaos. And what I realized is that I was allowing that chaos in my life. And so instead of blocking other people, I started asking myself, why are you so addicted to the chaos, man? Mm -hmm. and, and then I started reading a lot. And not worrying about what I'm getting from the reading in a short period of time, but really stepping back and go, hey, over the next two or three years, all of this that I pump into me, I wonder if it's going to set me further in the direction of my goals. And what I found is almost through an unconscious awareness, 
because I had big goals associated, I was able to pick little pieces out of everything that I read. And everything that I was reading was how we as teams can accomplish so much more, you know, fast alone, further together. And I started realizing, man, I'm not really as good of a leader. I thought I was like, push forward. You know, I'll be the point of the spear and everybody will be motivated by me. And what that was, was not picking other people up and setting them on the stage and let me being empowered by them. Mm. And so as I started serving people more and more, and I'm talking like grandma walking across the street or picking up some trash or it didn't matter what it was. What happened is my self image rose. Mm -hmm. And as my self image rose, I stopped caring about what I was receiving. I started thinking about what I was giving and I actually became really um, excited about like, how can I surprise this person or how can I set this up or how can they know that I really do care about them? And the better and better and better I got at that, the more I realized I was being lifted up and people wanted to hear more from me. And I was like, okay, I'll tell you what I'm doing. But I think it was almost a little bit of a test to like get rid of some of the ego first before you're able to expand, man, because otherwise you're going to be on a, a pile of poop, you know, <laughs> shouting at the top about how awesome that you are. And it's not really where my heart lot was lying anyway. Mm. And so many good lessons in this episode, Chris, uh, I, man, I'm, I'm grateful that we had the chance to have this conversation. There's a lot to unpack. I'll have to have you back on. Um, so I would love to continue to pick your brain and, and, uh, man, you are, a, a breath of fresh air in a in a world where so many people talk about things and don't actually do them and have the experience. So um, I really appreciate you coming on the episode today. If you wouldn't mind just uh, letting people know where they can connect with you online, where they can also learn more about Iconic Alliance. I know a lot of people will be interested in that as well. So easiest way to find me uh, is Chris Whitehead official on Instagram. That's with a K K R I S. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook at the Chris Whitehead and the easiest way to find all of my information. I have a link tree on my uh, website. It's iconicalliance.com. And you'll see the ability to buy the book, to join our free Facebook group, to connect with me on LinkedIn and all the different social platforms. And there's even a calendar link. If somebody's really struggling and they're struggling in business, but actually anywhere in life, um, I'm happy to have a 20 or 30 minute conversation with you and see if I can, you know, pass along some of the knowledge that I've been given. Because we as entrepreneurs, um, we're in a very, we're in an isolated world. And I know that, I was very serious about being a lifetime entrepreneur and I just wanted people that were willing to help. Mm -hmm. And I was, and I, but I wanted the ability to kind of have a conversation with somebody before I dropped 10, 20, 30, a hundred thousand dollars to figure something out. Oh yes. And so if somebody wants to reach out and just connect and have a conversation, I can help you along. I'm happy to do it. Amazing. And we'll put all that stuff in the show notes. Definitely take advantage of that. Take advantage of the free Facebook group. I've read the book as well. So definitely check out the book too. And uh, Chris, thank you so much for taking the time today. I know you're super busy and uh, really looking forward to just continuing following your content, hopefully seeing you here soon in person again, and just appreciate you, man. Keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate you too, Adam, for having me on the show and uh, keep doing what you're doing too, because you guys are growing like crazy. Thank you. I certainly appreciate that. And thank you again to the audience for tuning in to the podcast today. Please be sure to subscribe, download, and share our content. Leaving a five-star review goes a long way. I'll see you all next week. And remember, entrepreneurs aren't born, they are brewed. I'm an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs aren't born, they're brewed.
Thank you for listening to Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Adam McChesney. Let's 